98K News. It's one o'clock on Ben Che. The headlines. The president of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association urges people not to request a test for COVID-19 unless they really need one. An infectious disease expert says people should stay at home if they want to avoid a mandatory lockdown. And DSE exam students are set to get their results by email before 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. The president of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association has called on people to seek COVID tests only when they're showing symptoms or close contacts of confirmed patients. The call from Aracena Ma came after the Center for Health Protection apologized over a test mix-up that resulted in a woman being mistaken as COVID positive and sent for isolation, while another patient who carries the coronavirus was classified as negative. The authorities explained that overworked staff of course, the healthcare workers need to shoulder the responsibility. But as well, most the public are knowing that the lab is going through a very difficult situation. The task order has gone up, let's say, around seven to even 9,000 in recent days. It's really reaching the maximum capacity of the lab. And also the laboratory of the Department of Health is the one of the most important labs which need to give confirmed results for all newly diagnosed cases. And also because of their complexity, future system or manpower so on, they all contribute to this incident and to the mistake they made. The chairman of the Medical Association's Advisory Committee on Communicable Diseases is urging people to stay at home to try to halt the spread of COVID-19 so that Hong Kong can avoid a complete lockdown. Dr. Leung Chi Chu told RTHK that imposing such a measure would be too extreme. At this stage, I think we should focus on uh, how to prevent the need for uh, lockdown because uh, that is a popular path of low return. Uh, we need to mobilize our community to try to stay home as much as possible and as soon as possible. Uh, that will help to decrease the transmission within our society very quickly. And it will also allow our public health response teams uh, to track down the infection links. The hospital authority has warned that the availability of quarantine beds may reach a critical point this week because of the coronavirus situation. Speaking on an RTHK program, the authority's chief manager on cluster performance, Ian Zhang, said quarantine beds at public hospitals are almost 80% full. He expressed worries that public hospitals may not be able to cope with demand, despite their best efforts to free up space. Some of the things public hospitals are doing to make room for quarantine facilities, Dr. Zhang said, are to cut down on routine surgeries and checkups, as well as clinical services. The Association of the Heads of Secondary Schools says most schools have made the necessary preparations to release the university entrance exam results online tomorrow. The association's vice chairman, Vincent Lin, says schools plan to email the Diploma of Secondary Education reports to individual students by 9 a.m., but they're also prepared in case anyone would like to physically collect their results. This is the first time in Hong Kong schools release the DSE exam results online. In long run, we expect the exam authority to establish an official centralized website so that candidates could check their own results directly. Many schools should have organized real-time counseling services for their own students. Form teachers, guidance teachers, career teachers, and social workers provide different time slots for each individual student. We work collaboratively to provide individual care to our students so that students could be able to make a wise choice on their own career development. 
The Chinese university says classes in the coming academic term will be conducted online until the coronavirus outbreak is brought under control. This was announced in an open letter by Vice Chancellor and Provost Alan Chan. They said they're confident online classes will achieve the desired learning outcomes. They said exceptions may be granted in special circumstances, such as for laboratory or studio work, given strong justification. Hostile applications will be suspended, and the institution also urges students who are not in Hong Kong at the moment not to return to the city for the time being. The police say a riot officer lost a baton during an operation in Yunlong on Sunday. Officers were there to stop people from gathering to mock the mob attack at the town's MTR station last year. A spokesman said officers searched the area afterwards but did not find the weapon. The British Foreign Secretary Dominic Robb has suspended the UK's extradition treaty with Hong Kong immediately and indefinitely, citing the new national security law. And Mr. Robb said an arms embargo that's been applied to China since 1989 will be extended to include Hong Kong. The BBC's James Robbins has more. At one level, Britain's suspension of its Hong Kong extradition treaty is little more than the formalization of a new reality in relations with China. It was already impossible to imagine circumstances in which the UK would have sent a suspect to Hong Kong after condemning China for killing off so much of the rule of law there with its new security legislation. So is the suspension an empty gesture? No, because it sends a calculated signal challenging China. And no, because suspension, rather than permanent abandonment of the treaty, does leave open to China the option to reverse direction and restore rights to Hong Kong, even if no one expects that to happen. The SAR government, for its part, says it strongly opposes Britain's decision, saying it's every country's duty to introduce laws to protect sovereignty and national security. It accused London of double standards and called the move a political maneuver, which is in breach of international law. It added the decision would make Britain a safe haven for people who are suspected of committing a crime in Hong Kong. The vice chairwoman of the Bar Association, Anita Yip, says London's decision to immediately and indefinitely suspend extradition arrangements with Hong Kong is a vote of no confidence in the city's justice system after the introduction of the controversial national security law. Britain's Foreign Minister Dominic Robb said he had concerns about the new law and is worried it could be misused and abused. Britain is the latest Five Eyes member to cut off fugitive transfer arrangements with the SAR, the US, Canada and Australia. Australia had already done so, citing fear of political prosecutions. Ms. Yip said while these countries appear to be adopting a wait-and-see approach to see how the new law is actually being enforced in Hong Kong, their decision to suspend extradition ties with Hong Kong has already dealt a big blow to the local judicial system. They are already saying, at the very least, they are putting Hong Kong on probation. They want to see how it goes. And I think the damage has already been done. The injury to the um, image of being able to maintain judicial system in Hong Kong, judicial independence in Hong Kong, has already been injured. Pro-Beijing heavyweight Tam Yu-chung says his advice on postponing the LegCo elections was based on health concerns rather than his camp's prospects. Hong Kong's sole delegate to the National People's Congress Standing Committee told a radio program he only wants to remind the government to consider whether September's polls should go ahead if the local COVID situation was not brought under control. When asked how Singapore and South Korea had managed to hold general elections amid the pandemic, Mr. Tam said the city-state has half 
half the population of Hong Kong and is not as densely populated. He also said many of the recent cases in the SAR couldn't be traced, unlike Singapore's migrant worker clusters. President Trump has tweeted a photograph of himself with a face covering, a rare occurrence as he's often refused to be seen wearing one. He also said many people believe it's a patriotic duty to wear a mask if they can't socially distance. Here's the BBC's Barbara Plett Usher. It is a real turnaround because he's been extremely ambivalent about face masks up till now. He himself hasn't worn one until very recently. He has resisted um, making any kind of strong statement about them being necessary, even never mind mandatory. But you have had the virus spreading wildly in the last weeks, including in uh, states that are headed by Republican governors who have started to say something needs to be done, have started wearing face masks themselves and have started um, issuing uh, orders for people to wear p- face masks. Senior Democrats in the United States have asked the FBI to brief Congress over what they say is a campaign by foreign powers to spread disinformation ahead of November's presidential election. The BBC's Peter Bowes has this report. In a letter to the FBI, the Democratic leaders cited serious and specific threats to the coming presidential and congressional elections. They said it involved a campaign to launder and amplify disinformation. Speaker Pelosi and Senator Schumer said it was imperative that the FBI provided a classified briefing to all members of Congress by the end of July. In a statement, Mr Trump's rival for the presidency, Joe Biden, said he wouldn't hesitate to impose substantial and lasting costs on any foreign power if it chose to interfere in American democracy. European Union leaders have agreed on a post-COVID economic recovery package after talks in Brussels went into a fourth night. A short while ago, officials said leaders had reached a deal on 750 billion euros in grants and loans to counter the economic effects of the pandemic. Delegations have also been discussing the bloc's budget for the next seven years. Scientists have warned that polar bears may become extinct by the end of the century because of climate change. Researchers from the University of Toronto say loss of sea ice makes hunting seals, their main prey, more difficult. Dr. Stephen Armstrong is the chief scientist for Polar Bears International. They depend on sea ice for catching their prey and sea ice melts as the temperatures rise. So we can forecast into the future that ultimately, if we don't act to halt global warming, all of the habitat will be gone and so will the polar bears. In more local news, Commerce and Economic Secretary Edward Yao has congratulated director Anne Hui for receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award at this year's Venice Film Festival. The organizers said in a statement the 73-year-old is one of the best female directors in Asia and one of the key figures in the Hong Kong New Wave film movements of the 1970s and 80s. Ms. Hui is well known for making films depicting marginalized groups. Her most famous titles include Boat People, Song of the Exile, Summer Snow, and Ordinary Heroes. Mr. Yao said Ms. Hui was a pioneer in the industry. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 25,529. That's 471 points up on the previous close. And to currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 107.28 yen, the euro standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 14 cents, and the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 80 cents. And now for sports, here is Atom Jung.
We start in the English Premier League, where Brighton have secured a place in the top flight for another season. A goalless draw at home to Newcastle gave them a point they needed to stay up. Manager Graham Potter says survival is crucial for a club like Brighton to build. Very satisfying. Um, very proud. It's, it's important for us, of course, to maintain the status and to... Uh, in the first year, especially when you're transitioning new new staff, everything else, it was important for us to um, to stay in the Premier League because the implications are huge, as we know. Um, and we're, we're Brighton. We had 36 points last year. It's 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 not like we're a, a top six team. Every game is a fight for us. Every game is a is is tough. The opposition is strong, so you have to respect that always. And um, and then we have to try and make a, a foundation, a start to 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 build. And um, it, that's why it's important for us to keep keep being in the Premier League. Wolves boosted their hopes of European football next season with a 2-0 win over Crystal Palace and a return to the top six. Wolves boss Nuno Espirito Santo says he liked the way his players recovered from a slow start. In the first half, I think we, we should move the ball faster and we have a lot of, of uh, lost possessions of the ball that allowed counter-attacks and, and, and chances to Palace so that unstable a little bit the team I think in the second half what we did better I think we were more organized, we win more second balls and we were more more threatening in our attack more attack and more possession of the ball and uh, we had good combination and good chances Sheffield United's host for European competition next season is over after a 1-0 defeat to Everton. Blades boss Chris Wilder says he's proud of a team that's overachieved. Of course, you'll look at the last two games, and we've lost the last two, but we've lost it against Leicester City, who are going for Champions League, and, and Everton, who are, who are a huge football club. My players have overachieved massively. The football club's overachieved massively. You know, as people talked about the start of the season, where we should be. So to, to, to have any talk about jumping into the top six um, deserves an enormous amount of credit to, to the players. In Italy, Juventus are on the brink of a ninth consecutive Serie A title. Two goals from Cristiano Ronaldo in a span of four minutes earn Juve a 2-1 win over Lazio. That puts them eight points over Inter Milan with four games remaining. The Ballon d'Or for the world's best players won't be awarded in 2020 because of the lack of a sufficiently level playing field caused by the coronavirus pandemic. The prize has been awarded by France football every year since 1956. Barcelona's Lino Messi won the men's prize last year with the USA forward Megan Rapinoe claiming the women's trophy. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories again. The president of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association urges people not to request a test for COVID-19 unless they really need one. An infectious disease expert says people should stay at home if they want to avoid a mandatory lockdown. And DSC exam students are set to get their results by email before 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. The news from RTHK. Bring a Nike bikini and nothing else We're going to the beach 
Three show on RTHK Radio 3. I'm sitting in for Noreen today. It's Cruz McCalligan with you until 3 o'clock. A big thanks to Phil Whelan for this morning's morning brew. Steve James will be with you after 3 and after the 123 show. What do we have in store today? Well, it's a bit of a foodie show, if I'm being completely honest. At 2 o'clock, Andrew Dembina has his usual Tuesday feature, where he'll be telling us some global food news from around the world. And that's before we're joined on the phone by Shima Shimizu, who is a chef and instructor at Foodcraft. And she's going to be chatting to us about all things fermented with some home pickling tips, if that pickles your fancy. Uh, But for now, this is Lizzo and Juice. 
Legs are shaking, oh. hands are aching. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Head is pounding, the back is breaking. Mm-hmm. The more I get, the more they're taking. I'm 